Okay, so good morning. This is Katie Minkus with Hawaii Life Real Estate Brokers, and we are recording a pro-cast this morning with Sarah Needwick, who is Hawaii Life's controller. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Thank you. (laughs) Good. Um, uh, I I need to start off this conversation this morning with the thing that's most pressing on my mind, which is Doug. Tell us about Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, for those of you who don't know, Doug is my dog, Um, and he, because I work at such a wonderful place like Hawaii Life, he gets to come to work with me every day. Uh, He's sleeping under my desk right now, so, uh, yeah. (laughs) And he is what, is he a golden retriever, or? Yeah, he's about 75 pounds of golden retriever. All happiness, and all love. love. Yes, happy <laughs> to see anybody, and I'm sure he's made a few real estate sales happen just because when we get walk-ins, <laughs> the dog will <laughs> they love him. to see him. So, yeah, I'm I love start it. Sign him up for. He needs to get referrals for that for sure. Make some money. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's he's got to make his keep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, Doug and you work every day where in Kapaa? Yes, uh, we have two offices in Kapa'a now, and we're in the uh, Shido office, uh, which we've been here three or four years now, three or maybe three and a half years we've been down here. Um, I used to be up in the Princeville office um, at our headquarters, but we kind of were bursting at the seams up there, so we moved accounting down to our Kapa'a office. I have to imagine it's a little bit more quiet there for you to get your um, all your financial stuff done. <laughs> yes, it is nice. Uh, we have a great space here. Of course, if you've never been to this office, for sure, come by and visit. Um, it's a smaller office, but it's a great location, great coffee shop across the street, lots of good food and stuff, and it's only about two minutes away from my house. So, of course, I love that, too. Perfect. And it is a beautiful, beautiful space. I agree. If if uh, anybody hasn't been there, they should drop by and say hi, <laughs> for sure. For sure. So, yeah. um, tell, tell, tell us, um, what, what's your story? How, how did you make your way to Hawaii Life? Were you always with us from the beginning? Um, what, mm-hmm. How did you manage to, to, to come to this place? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't with them in the very beginning. They had another bookkeeper when they very first started. I came on, <clears throat> you know, I, I can't remember now if it was about six months later or a year and a half later. It's all a blur at this point. <laughs> uh, but I was I was doing bookkeeping. I had my own business, and I had, I don't know, probably 25, 30 clients at the time. Um, one of it, which was Wasabi, which um, Justin and Winston owned. So I was working for Justin and Winston first, and I would see this guy, Matt, come into the Wasabi <laughs> office every now and then, kind of a whirlwind would come in and out of the office and didn't really know who he was or what he was about. But then he asked me if I wanted to take on the books for Hawaii Life, too. And so I said, sure. And at that time, I didn't know anything about real estate, didn't know anything about Hawaii life. And I was maybe working two hours a week, maybe, which obviously we've come a long (laughs) way since then to now we have four full-time people working 
solely on accounting. So in the last wow. eight years, it's been massive expansion. So as Hawaii Life was growing, I started to drop off some of my, my other clients and devote more time to Hawaii Life to the point now where I really don't have any other clients. I have one or two that I kind of see here and there just, to keep my brain going outside of Hawaii life, but yeah, it takes up all my time. So, yeah, and, and then some. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us a little about you know what were those early days like? You started off you know two hours a day. Um, you know what were those early days uh, like? Two, in, uh, in, two hours in, a week, in, Katie. Oh, sorry, two hours, two hours a week. week. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Times have changed. Yeah. Um, what, what, what were those like? And, and can you pinpoint a time when it, it sort of became clear that we were no longer a startup? Um, maybe that was a time when you, yeah. I don't know if you, um, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, it was, it was we, you know, Hawaii Life didn't have an office. Or we might, they, Matt might have had a, a small space down here in Kapa'a in another location. But um, they were working in Wasabi's office, which, you know, is, Interesting. <laughs> I remember have, that office. <laughs> yeah, and now we have, I don't know, 15 offices. So, it, yeah, very different time, of course. Um, and there wasn't really anyone in the office. Um, I remember when we hired Brad. That was the very first hire for Hawaii Life, which he's obviously still with us and still a huge asset. And then, for sure. We had a couple guys like Chris Gamby and some other people who worked for Wasabi, but they didn't work for Hawaii Life at that time. So, um, yeah, there was a small crew of Wasabi people working in there. Chris Gamby and I actually shared a computer. So we always laugh about how employees (laughs) now have these expectations or demands on what they think they, you know, the company should provide them. And I like to remind them, hey, I used to share a computer, so <laughs> I can't over there. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so we have to coordinate, you know, oh, are you working today or am I working today? Um, definitely a different different time uh, for Hawaii yeah. Life in the beginning days. So yeah. I, I think the big shift was probably when we moved up to Princeville because that was, that was kind of the shift of Hawaii Life needs a space now. And mm-hmm. we had a few more employees, I think, well, not employees. We were all independent contractors at that time. So that right. that might have been a shift, too, when we actually started doing payroll and had actual employees. Um, sure. I think that was 2011 we did that. So that was a big shift, too. And did um, you run payroll at that time, or had we always used ProService? or? We, we always use pro service because we didn't have HR and I, I'm running HR right now, but it's really not my wheelhouse. So I can relate. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And at that time it really wasn't anybody's wheelhouse. So we, we hired them out straight from the get go just so that we would have that um, area covered with people who knew what they were doing and we could focus on other things. So yeah, we've always used pro-service. Got it. Okay. I, I, that was a great move. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. whose yeah. idea that was, but I definitely <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Was, actually, I think it was uh, David Buck recommended them to Matt way uh-huh. back in the day, and I'm not sure how he 
knew about them, but it yeah. definitely was a, a big hit for us. So, and we still use them today. So, well, highly recommend them great. if anyone needs payroll needs. HR Definitely. Needs. And and huge thanks. Shout out to David Buck for that, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, of course, the company is different now. You know, we've grown, we've matured. I mean, the amount of time you spend, we'll get into a little details later about check writing and things like that. But um, mm-hmm. do you do you have a, a sense for, you know, how you would say that the company is still the same, even though, you know, we've grown from, you know, Brad being the first employee to, I don't know, we have 40 plus employees right now, I think, something along the, mm-hmm. those lines. And then could you say maybe in what ways might we be better now than we were? Um, I mean, definitely grown and matured. Like you said, just just the size alone is is very obvious. We have, you know, like I said, we have – I can't even keep track anymore. I think we have 15 offices. We have 41 employees as of last Monday when I ran payroll. Yeah. Um, So the the size is obviously a a big – easily seen growth factor but I think yeah the way we've become better is I really do feel like we've held to our roots of being a small brokerage that was established you know locally on Kauai on the North Shore like I, I feel like we've really stuck to our roots in the capacity that we can like obviously the bigger you get there's bigger, you know, liability things, and there's a a few, so to speak, corporate things that you kind of have to do to protect the company and and HR. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, like HR and things. There's there's certain things you kind of have to do when you become that large that, you know, when you say we're not corporate, on some level you, you have to adopt some of those things to function at that level, but yeah. I still feel like we're we're still the same company. It's the same vibe when I come into the office every day. I don't feel like it's a different space or working environment that it was, you know, way back in the early days. And Yeah. I I definitely think we're we're better now because of what we can provide because we we do have offices across the street uh, across the state and we do have agents all over in all different kinds of markets. So we're able to give a lot more to our employees, to our staff, to our clients, you know. Um, mm-hmm. there's and to so the community as well. We can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I I just I feel like it it makes us more of who we are because of our growth and our maturity. Hawaii Life is able to do more of what Hawaii Life is about because of that, whereas if we were still a tiny brokerage on the North Shore of Kauai with five agents, we couldn't do those things. So Right. Yeah, I feel right. like we've come into our own and really expressed what we're about, which is awesome. I love that. I love that. Okay, so um, let, let's talk some specifics about um, you and, and your job and your position. So, um, because obviously it's uh, something that I would guess most um, agents and probably a lot of people who will be listening to this podcast don't have a ton of experience with, myself included. I mean, I f- consider myself lucky that I know how to read a P&L, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> um, let's see. 
I wake up in the middle of the night usually like remembering something. Um, there's a lot of detail involved in accounting. And so I'll wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, this should have been coded to that instead of this, or that's an expense instead of an asset, or, you know, it, it's really silly, but yeah, <laughs> but, it, but all that detail filters through into everything we do. So the more accurate and, you know, right on all those little details can be, the better picture we have of what's going on in the company. And we we obviously do just an unreal amount of volume these days. It's crazy what we're processing, you know, on a daily level. So sometimes those details pop back up in the middle of the night when I can't sleep and, I'm, you know, my brain kind of sorts out what I did for the day and, kind of recaps and puts things in the right place if, if they maybe didn't go there the first time around. So, Yeah, totally. Very, that makes a lot of sense. Not very glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, the things that keep me up at night are not very glamorous either. No. Um, I appreciate that level of detail. It's not one of my um, great skills, and I, I'm really glad that, that we have you there Um to be catching all of those things. I think that's super important. Obviously <laughs> it makes us so much stronger, you know? Um, okay. Tell, pick, uh, pick a day, one day a year that you want nobody to contact you, not a vacation day, not a, you know, mm-hmm. holiday, but like from an accounting perspective, what's the one day a year, if you could tell everybody, one day. do not, can I, do not contact I, me today or, Sure. Can I just say January? Is January a day? <laughs> the whole month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Really. What is it about January? What 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 so, is it that's sure. So come come January one, which you can only do so much before January. So that's that's where the rub is, is you can't you can't close anything out until it's actually done. So yeah. As of January 1 is when I can start really cranking on getting the prior year closed out and reviewing everything and making sure everything's in line. And then we have the deadline of uh, getting 1099s out, which, gosh, I don't uh, even know how many did. We did over 600 last year, I think. Wow. Maybe oh, my seven. gosh. I mean, it's it's insane. And, and I – we obviously want those to be correct for all of our agents yeah. and vendors and um, homeowners and the VR side and all that. And so, one, we have to get the whole year closed out first and make sure everything's reconciled and tied out and all that's done. And then we have yeah. to go back in. And I personally review each and every one of those 1099s to make sure, to the best of my knowledge, it's accurate. So when our agents get them – they can then go ahead and do their taxes and they're not hung up because there's an error or, you know, for sure. Like that. So it's obviously very time consuming and we have the federal government as a deadline. So that's, you know, just a little bit of pressure uh, <laughs> to, yeah. to have the feds telling me this needs to be done versus, you know, Matt Beal. So, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of volume and it's a lot of, detail and paperwork so and 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 then obviously we have to maintain the daily work of exactly whatever that's 
That's what I was just going to say. We, we're still selling. It's not like the company stops working in January. In right. fact, for the for the neighbor right. islands, that's, you know, high season. So right. everybody's even busier than before. That's exactly. a lot of pressure. So is, is January worse than tax time than April Absolutely. because of that extra pressure? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So what, what happens is a lot of people, you know, like you said, they just don't know what's actually happening in this department. Um, right. Come April, come April, I'm done. Even even late March, I'm already done. So what Got what it. happens is I have to scrub everything down and get everything tied out and get the 1099s out and do all that. And then I hand everything over to our CPAs, and then they start scrubbing and digging and making sure, you know, I didn't miss anything or catching anything that needs to be moved or things like that. So at that point, I'm just answering their questions and making sure they have everything that they need. And the, the corporate deadline is actually March 15th. It's not April. So ah, okay. the life taxes have to be done by March 15th because you need to get all the K-1s and everything out for your corporate so that personal yeah. can be done by April. So come April, I'm already in the clear, um, which – this year is actually the first year we filed on time, which I gave myself a huge gold star for that. We usually well, file, sure. um, <laughs> usually <laughs> file it like an extension, and then we don't get to it till October. But this year, Hawaii Life yeah. actually filed on time, which was a huge accomplishment. So Yeah, congratulations. Uh, That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, January is actually when – we here on the ground are slammed. And then February is a little bit lighter, and by March 15th, if we're all tied in, then March, you know, late March and April, we're actually done, which is great. So if if, if we see you going on vacation in early April, we should not be freaking out. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the tax deadline is around the corner. You're already done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> so – now that we're, uh, I think we're somewhere around 220 agents, and I think, you know, this year, my guess is we'll be doing somewhere between 1,600 and 1,800 transactions um, throughout the state. Do, do you have a sense for, like, how many commission checks uh, on average do you write uh, per day? Oh, goodness. It, it, it definitely fluctuates, and I'm sure the agents know this. As well, we I tend to see a lot of closings on Fridays. Um, mm-hmm. That's just the way, you know, escrow works. There's there yeah. a lot of closings on Fridays, so those are definitely busier days. But on a on an average day, we probably cut somewhere somewhere between ten and twenty commission checks, wow. depending on if there's you know more than one agent on the deal. Like there's there's teams and there's people who work together or referrals or things like that. So yeah. sometimes one one closing has, you know, more than one check per se. Check. And then yeah. on a busy day, I mean, we've cut 40 to 50 commission checks in one day before. Wow. A busy I mean, day, does that pretty so. much take up the whole day if you're doing 50 commission checks in a day? It's Yeah, it's most of the day. And then, well, Shawnee is, Shawnee's, first, you know, first line of defense on commission. Yeah. So she'll, she'll be doing that pretty much all day, and I'll be, you know, helping, supporting, backing up, and putting out any other 
requires or needs that you know anyone has or any other. Right, because you know it's not like on the day when you have fifty commission checks to write. Again, that the business stops. It's probably like when we right. go on vacation and all of a sudden everything happens right then. And you yeah, know, there's probably exactly. a lot more fires to put out. Or it's, yeah. or it's payroll, or it's you know we're paying right. our independent contractors that day or whatever it is. There's certain days of the month too. Like we pay our vacation rental owners on the first of the month. So if the first of the month is on a Friday, then we get, you know, Slammed. we get really hammered. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <All> good, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say you and your um, department, I mean, you, you and your staff, you do an incredible job. And, um, you know, just based on the volume that flows through there, uh, I, I would expect a lot more in terms of complaints and that sort of thing. And, and I'll tell you, I, I can count on one hand the number of complaints I've heard about, you know, I didn't get my commission check or, you know, how come blah, blah, right. blah over these past years. And, and that's really a testament to you and, and your skills and your ability to lead your department and make things, you know, happen. And um, so thank you. It, it's really, it's such a great support um, from my perspective to have you doing that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so uh, one last uh, question for you. Um, you bought a house, uh, I want to say maybe two to three years ago-ish. Two, yeah, um, two years ago. Two years ago? Mm-hmm. From a, from your perspective, I mean, you're not a realtor. You work <laughs> at a real estate company, but, you know, you're the controller, and you deal with the money and spreadsheets and details. Um, what was that process like for you um, to what? buy a house? Like, yeah. I probably shouldn't say this, but it was terrible. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know. I shouldn't say that. Um, it was really hard what, for me. Um, yeah. What what made it terrible? Uh, well, I was, I was a first time home buyer, and even though I worked for a brokerage, I really didn't know much about the process at all. Yeah. So it was yeah. all new to me because for where I sit and what I do for the company, I'm really not involved in you know the process of buying and going through escrow and going. I have a loan, so going through that whole process. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a little rough for me, and I'm very like I like things a certain way. Obviously, it's what I do. Yeah. I'm very detailed. Everything needs to Detail fit in the perfect little box. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and going through escrow and the loan process, nothing fit in any box. It was it was everything's all over the place. So. <laughs> It was a, it was a struggle for me, but now you know, 2020 hindsight, I I love owning a home. It's been amazing for me. Doug now has a fenced yard, which is <laughs> so fun. His favorite. Thing. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's been really great now, but it was it was rough um, during the process. So yeah, with that I would just encourage everyone out there, agents and and everyone. You know, the more more education we can give people who are new to the process, the better. Um, you know, hosting, actually Judy Sharoma is hosting a first-time home buyers event in um, our office here in Kapa'a tonight. And I think the more we can do stuff like that and the more information we, we give out there to um, educate people, um, the better because we want people to keep buying. We don't want them to buy once and be done we want them to keep buying and keep selling and and enjoy the process and do it over and over and over again so um, (laughs) yeah the happier we can make them on it you know 
the better. So we can use me as an example. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I I assume then it it goes without saying that that you feel buying your own house was a good investment from a monetary perspective. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I am incredibly happy with what I found. I had um, obviously a whole team of people over here helping me, which was a huge asset working for Hawaii Life. Um, yeah. I had a lot of people with eyes out there for me um, that knew what I wanted. So that that part of it was really great, is our agents knew me well enough and knew what I needed and, and what I could afford and what I couldn't afford, and they were amazing at finding different options out there for me, um, even before they hit, you know, the MLS, which yeah. was a huge benefit. So. Our agents did an amazing job. Um, it was just that, you know, the escrow and the loan process was, oh, it yeah. was the hard part. Yeah, it's perpetually frustrating. And, I mean, I think that, you know, even the most experienced agents, you know, we have some of our brokers and agents in the company who do, you know, upwards of 50 transactions a year, you know, helping um, people through that. I think they would even tell you the same thing, you know, even though we're used to it and it's something that we do every day, it it is a continual source of frustration. And especially Mm -hmm. the loan stuff, I think, you know, because it changes all the time and, you you know, the federal government's changing their policies. and. Um, so that, that, that's good to know that, I mean, it's not good to know that it was a frustrating experience for you, but from a normalization perspective, um, right. you know, I think well, that's a very common experience. It's good for me too. It's good to get my feathers ruffled every now and then too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try Build not to character. ruffle your feathers. <laughs> <laughs> my job is to keep your feathers unruffled. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Well, Sarah, thank you so much. I I know um, it was a lot to ask uh, of you to take 30 minutes out of your day today. Um, You know, it's again, summer is very busy and, and I know you've got a vacation coming up and so do I. Um, So I really appreciate your time this morning and um, this has been really fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Katie. Appreciate it. You got it. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Aloha.